now, 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 now. You know we have a theme song, right? We don't. That's need not it. it. Not even close. <laughs> Absolutely it's, not. That's what it sounds like to me. You you made the theme song. I'm just kidding. I did. Oh lord. And theme song. <laughs> I'm feeling time. Hello, and welcome to Review for Two, brought to you by the Tennessee Honey Jack Daniels that is in my apple cider. And in my hot toddy right now. We are not We're drunk, not I sponsored. Oh. Oh. We should try to get sponsorship. No, that's really bad to get sponsorship from an alcohol brand. Why? That'd be awesome. Let's do that. All right. I'll work on it. We'll All work on it. All of our sponsors. That if we any have. of you are involved in the marketing department of any sort of alcohol, yeah, hit, hit us, us up. up. Our I one don't fan. like rum. But you like rum chata. Yeah, because it tastes like horchata. But it's got rum in it. Yeah, but you can't taste the rum. This so, podcast brought to you by rum chata. <laughs> But no, but if you if you can't taste it because you just put it in other things, then doesn't that apply for rum in other other things? No, because you can usually taste the rum in other other things. What if you put it in like apple cider? You can't taste the rum in the moonshine. There's a full bottle of Captain Morgan's in there. Captain Morgan's? Yeah. It's just, he's just one person. It's just Captain Morgan. No, Captain Morgan apostrophe yes. It is his rum. It is Captain Morgan's oh. rum. Oh, I get it. Because otherwise it would be Captain's Morgan, because there's is multiple Is this a podcast about alcohol? No. It is now. <laughs> let's, this is Review for Two, where we review alcohol. Let's, let's re-roll that. Let's try that again. <laughs> That's okay. They don't need to hear our clip again. I don't know. I'm pretty proud of that theme song. All right. Let's get down to business, folks. All right. Welcome back. Hopefully you're back from last week when we spoke about Mary Kay Nashley Crush Course. But we did not get to talk about Mary Kay Ashley Magic Mystery Mall, which we are doing today. This is the follow-up episode, and we will... Um, we already talked about it in the last episode, but we'll just go through it real quick again. It was released in 2000 for the PlayStation. Um, it uses the same angular polygon monsters <laughs> and style of animation that yep. the first Mary Kay Ashley used. And it is a horrendous piece of shovelware designed to capitalize on brand recognition and have no actual gameplay value yeah, and it technically, I mean, it came out before Crush Course. I remember playing Crush Course before this, but I don't know that I got it, like, right when it came out. I doubt that I got these games right when they came out. Like, that never happened in my household, so mm. I probably did play it afterwards. But I, I still, I enjoy it nonetheless. It is, as we said before, very difficult. Yes. This game is very hard because they have to make it hard for you to play it for so long. Yeah, so this one is actually much shorter than the other one. Yeah. The uh, Crush Course had like 20 different minigames and you had to recover 20 different pieces of this note. This game kind of follows the same logical pattern where there are six MacGuffins that you need to retrieve, but so there are only six minigames and, you know, we beat it, or well, we almost beat it in an afternoon. We will right. get to that later. Yeah, so the plot of this one is that American and Ashley are at the mall... They love them all, but they don't ever want to stay there forever. That 
You'll you'll hear it's about very that. Important. It's very that, important. Remember that, loyal they listener. They love them all, but they would never stay there for an extended period of time other than like a few hours. Wink. So Mary Kate and or Ashley, that one I can't tell the difference because I I don't think I can. I probably can if I watched it, but you can never tell the difference. They go up to this jewelry stand because one of them is like, I really want jewelry. Let's go and picks out the most expensive locket. Yeah, it's like no, a, it's a necklace. It's, yeah, yeah, but it's a it, yeah. A locket is like a necklace charm. It's a charm on a necklace. But it's like a it's like a fist-sized heart charm on a yeah, necklace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and can be broken in two and can be put back together. So it's like right. a best friend necklace. Right, but there it's like designed to be worn together together. together. Like it's not like I each think. one is on its own individual loop. Like there's one chain and on each end is half of this necklace and they link together to make one necklace and then if you break them apart it's just two pieces of broken jewelry on a chain. And it's also missing a bunch of gems. Right, there are seven gems on... There are spots for seven gems and it only has one gem on it when Mary-Kate and or Ashley Wouldn't buy it. Would it be six or only five minigames? I thought there were six minigames. No, there are five. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Surf, dance, snowboarding... Fashion, lunch. There are only five. Yeah. I thought there were six. No, there are five, and that's why it's different than Thanos's. Oh, that's right. That's because right. Because yeah. there are only five, right? Because there are six, and Thanos. Right, has... there are six, but they no, have one already. Thanos Thanos's has six. Thanos is at six. Yeah, and right, Mary Kate actually has seven, doesn't it? No, where are you getting the seventh one from? I don't know, I'm having a strong. There are only six because there are five minigames and one already on the locket. Huh. Hold for tech. There's a bonus. Maybe level, that's what I was thinking of. But you don't get a gem. I don't think you get a gem. Oh my god. How am I forgetting this already? No, there are definitely five. Magic oh god, I got a four out of ten. Yeah, that sounds right. Hungry customers, snowboard race, pictures of cute guys. No, it doesn't. It doesn't list them all, though. It, it can't be that important. All right, so there are six gems. So there are six Five gems. Five of them are missing. Yes, and so one of them is on there. Yes. And they buy it from the... Creepy 16-year-old who's working at the mall. She's selling jewelry out of, like, a hot dog cart. Yeah, that's what happens at the mall. Is it? Go Were you malls. ever a teenager at the mall? You didn't, like, go to a mall? They're, like, little kiosks. I went to a mall like 10 times in my life and I always went what straight to the a candy hell? store. I didn't like walk around yeah, looking you were for clothes. A chonk. Yeah, I was a chonk. I bought all my clothes online because I hated going and trying on clothes. <laughs> oh my god, I love you so much. Okay. <laughs> um, so they take it apart, they buy it, <laughs> and they walk away. And almost as a passing thought, as though it's really not that important, yeah. but I might as well tell you guys anyways. The jewelry lady's like, oh, hey, by the way, don't take that apart because it's got a powerful curse that will absolutely fuck up your entire day. Right. But they take it apart. Well, of course they do. The random No, but that's not when shit happens. That's when and shit happens. And then they happens. put it together and that's... They're like, friends forever, chink, and then the shit hits the fan. So I have no idea what action actually causes the curse. If it's such a powerful, dangerous curse, why was that not the first thing the jewelry lady said? Right. Was like, hey, by the way, this can freeze an entire mall in time and space. And then why would she sell it to two irresponsible 14-year-olds for $5? Right. And said that it was the most expensive thing there. Right. And she so... was like, oh, well, you're nice, so I'll give it to you for 5 bucks." Like, first of all, she clearly hustled them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That piece of shit was worth, like, 
like negative amounts of money because of the curse that it puts on. Right. But then like she just gives it to him and she was like, by the way, don't do the, okay, I couldn't care. So the curse is that the mall freezes. And like frozen in time. Like frozen in time. Except for Mary Kate, Ashley, the woman, and the five places they have to go to retrieve the gems. And the woman says, You have to get the gems back or else you'll be stuck in the mall forever. And they go, No! They pull like a Star Wars episode three, like, No! But they loved the mall, which makes no fucking sense. Right, like this sounds like their wildest dream come true is just the mall forever. But apparently it's not. Right. So they're like, fine, we have to go to these five places, get the gems back, restore humanity so every, as it is. So everyone else who is in the mall at that time, like is everything frozen. except Mary-Kate and Ashley turns like gray mm-hmm. and they freeze in place. So there's just like people who are halfway through their steps or like about to enjoy a delicious slice of pizza and they're just frozen in time. Right. And so Mary-Kate and Ashley, in an effort to save both themselves and all of the people, try to win the gems back. And for some reason, they have to win the gems back. Yeah. The weird furniture, the furniture, the weird (laughs) jewelry sales lady can't just like give it to them. They have to earn it and prove to the universe that they deserve to have gems or something. Yeah. So the five places are called like Fash, which is a fashion shoot. You have to pick out outfits and then take pictures. Lizzie's Lunch, which is like one of those serving games where you have to like pick up the food, serve it to the person in an allotted amount of time. Surf, where you have to take pictures of hot guys. Without their consent. Without their consent. We'll talk about consent later. The music, it's called music, not dance actually. So it's a music one, which is a mu- you have to film a music video Oof. in New York. Yeah. How do they, okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. And then snowboarding, where you had to defeat professional snowboarders in a race right i'm gonna quickly like this is gonna be partially my review for it but also i'm gonna break down each one yeah and i will interject so with fash fash is really good because you get to like see different styles of outfit there are about six different outfits that you could put on them and it's like fun and everyone who has ever played this game will know that it's a fashion level from the music like it is very distinct music that harkens me back which i love but it's really hard to get a good score in fash because they let you have to take pictures and the pictures get scored and there are like three different angles that you could take a picture from so it's really difficult and to then get the, like you choose the outfits score. and then they walk the catwalk right. so you have to figure out like at what point on the catwalk do we need to take the picture and mm-hmm. then are they facing the camera Right. It's like, you know, one of those classic 2000s, like Pokemon, well, Pokemon Snap was 99 or 90s. But it's like one of those like early video game Pokemon Snap style, like you take a picture and then the game has a bunch of generated criteria, like are they in the center of the frame? How big is the target? Are they facing you? Which is, this minigame is also very similar to the Surf minigame, but you don't change your outfit. You literally just have to send either Mary-Kate or Ashley into the field which is just near the hot guys and get a good picture of them because you're pretending to be their friend so yeah because of a rumor that you made up so the fashion game doesn't bother having the fashion mini game doesn't bother having some sort of plot but for some reason like the surf mini game feels like well first it's called surf even though you're just taking photos of people (laughs) it feels like it needs some backstory yeah so it's like the jewelry sales lady is like, word on the street is that uh, you guys are pretty close with the two hot lifeguards. And then Mary-Kate and Ashley are like, oh yeah, we made up that rumor. 
And then the jewelry lady's like, well, why don't you go take some pictures with him and prove that it's true so everyone will believe you? Yeah. So for some reason, you have to, like, go and stand next to them and take pictures to prove that you are friends, even though if anyone asked them, like, hey, look at all these pictures of you and Mary-Kate and Ashley, they'd be like, oh, yeah, they spent (laughs) the whole day stalking us. Right. But then at the end, they, like, like it. Like, so in the beginning, they're like, oh, my God, these girls are such effing creeps. Let's hide from them and, like, play jokes on them. And then at the end, they're like, oh, no, we'll we'll take a picture with you. You guys are hot. Right. It went from they didn't know you were doing it to they noticed that you were doing it and were confused. Mm -hmm. And then, like, to the point where you were full-on stalking them because they were trying to evade you and then where they like just kind of gave up avoiding you and then where they were like all right fine you wore us down we'll take pictures with you to prove that we are friends somehow yep because apparently standing in large ceramic pottery is something that friends do yeah so that's those two the the music one is very similar as well you have to make up a dance routine and then film it when we played it most recently, this is why we didn't finish the game. It glitched so hard that we could not pick the camera angles or at the speed at which it was going. So like you have to show it to music producers and that's how you get your score. And we just failed every time because the camera was so rapid and changed so quickly that like right. we were not going to win. You get points for using special effects and yeah. for changing the camera angle. But if you overuse them, then it you lose points again. Right. And so for some reason they glitched so that it was just all, like every beat it was switching to a new angle and doing a new special effect. So they loved our dance, but they gave us zero points because we aggressively overused the other two effects because they were jammed on on the whole time. Right. We didn't feel like wrestling with that again, so we just kind of gave up there. Yeah, because I've played this game before. That's, I mean, how I know it. And I was so invested in the plot that I actually (laughs) went online to find a Let's Play of this game so that I could see whether or not they escaped the magical, mysterical mall. And... I, I didn't. I don't Aww. care. We'll watch a Let's Play after this. So Please, you know. dear God, let us uh, <laughs> The One of the other ones is called Lizzie's Lunch. This one I think is the most difficult one, personally. It's the most difficult, but it's also the one with the most gameplay. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it, you're definitely more hands-on. So basically you are Mary-Kate or Ashley and you are serving lunch to hungry customers who are not frozen. Yeah, somehow, like, when you went to take pictures with the boys, they somehow got unfrozen, and you somehow got outside the mall. And during the dance one, you somehow got to New York and were filming with a bunch of backup dancers and a producer. Like, Mm -hmm. for some reason, nothing was frozen in the minigames, which begs the question, why didn't they just take that opportunity to leave? I have a lot of uh, questions, and we will get to those, dear listener. Don't you worry. We'll get to those. So Lizzie's Lunch, you just have to serve. And the reason why it gets really difficult is because you have an increasing limit that you have to reach. And the customers get hella impatient. So you are running around on like the worst joystick mechanic you can ever find on roller skates, trying to get these people lunch, trying to get these people drinks. And it is just awful. Like, it gets to a point where your hands are so sweaty that you cannot play this game anymore. It's like the mechanic that they always pull out whenever you're on ice or a slippery surface. Like, you go in a direction and it takes you a few seconds to build up traction and speed. And then when you try and change direction, you slide. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to, like, do a curve or, like, you can't just turn. You're, like, on roller skates. It's awful, but Mm -hmm. it is also, like 
that whole scenario was very nostalgic to me because I probably spent so many hours trying to beat that level when I was younger that like I'm most familiar with that level. Mm. Again, as with um, Crush Course, this one relied on the games being prohibitively difficult. Mm -hmm. So like even as a 24 year old, I could barely beat some of them on the first try. And so the idea is if you're like eight, it's going to take you 10 times to beat each of these games. So this two hour game will take you 10 hours. Right, right, exactly. Um, and then the last one is called snow or snowboarding, uh, where you just have to race against a professional snowboarder of the names of either Jeff Rocket, Bridget Winters, Gadget Summers, Slash McCoy. I like, I think Slash McCoy should be my new name on the podcast. That is not a, that's not a bad choice actually. Thank you. Yeah. I say you do it. Or like I should change my handle on Xbox to be Slash McCoy so that when I play Fortnite people are like, oh my God, Slash oh McCoy my God. just killed Slash me. McCoy. You got Slash McCoy. We'll talk about Fortnite later though. Yeah. That's, that that's can another be, Yeah. That's another episode. Um, But yeah, you played the snowboarding one the, and you got oh very frustrated God. with it. So the snowboarding game was completely broken. Again, in an effort to make it so you had to try it several times. Mm-hmm. But... Basically, you were on a course, and you snowboarded down the mountain, and you had to get between different sets of flags to get a speed boost, and if you missed the flag, your AI-controlled opponent would get a speed boost, and you just had to beat him to the bottom of the mountain. Right. But the thing is, the collision, the way the collision system works is that if you bump into, like, the sides of the course or any other object, it will just turn you around. You don't just, like, bounce or graze or just slow up a little bit, like... The game will turn you 180 mm -hmm. degrees so that you are now heading back up the hill <laughs> and you then have to somehow turn yourself around again without hitting the wall again because if you do that, it'll turn you around again and send you back upwards again. Yeah. Can you imagine if every time you like bumped into a person or a wall or any object, you had to just turn around? Yeah, that wouldn't be really smart. Would it, it was it was an absolute garbage mini game, yeah. and I got so frustrated. Not because it was difficult, but because its difficulty was just a nonsense element that they added to make it take up more time. I honestly have like no recollection of playing that mini game when I was younger. I probably didn't, to be completely honest with you, you and probably, probably let your somebody else. Do it. Yeah, I probably let somebody else do it. But um, I love the names of the snowboarders. That makes oh, yeah. me really happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Bridget Winters is my, um... Uh, is that your porn name? It could be. I was going to say it's like my Kiss cover band, but no, let's go with porn <laughs> name. The name and of your mosquito girlfriend. Jeff Rocket is, of course, my stripper name. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you only played against Jeff Rocket because he was the slowest. Yeah, so Jeff Rocket, they eat, all the snowboarders actually had different stats. I don't know if they actually did anything <laughs> because... It would not be the first game to list a bunch of different stats and then just have everyone have the same stats anyways. But I just chose Jeff Rocket because he's the slowest, so as long as it was just him and me on a hill, I could always beat him. True. Unless I bumped into a piece of scenery and got catapulted back up the hill somehow. Yeah. So that's basically the game. I mean, as you could hear, it has a lot of nostalgia for me as the last game did, and that's why I love it, and that's why I wanted Marco to play it, but it is a very difficult game. Yeah, and, you know, the same with the last game. Like, you would enjoy it if you are a previous fan of Mary-Kate and Ashley products. Yeah. But it is not really a good game. And even while we were playing it, we were playing it to beat it. But we yeah. weren't really enjoying our time. Right. I think it is fun to play, like, with someone, though. 
Yeah. Just because you get to make fun of it. I wouldn't really want to play it alone. It's like watching Manifest. <laughs> Manifest is a terrible TV show, but if you have someone oh with God. you to make fun of it, it is the best TV show Shout ever. Shout out to NBC, our other sponsor. Could you imagine if we got NBC to sponsor this podcast? Yeah, we probably wouldn't be able to talk shit about Manifest anymore. No. I wouldn't accept that deal. I wouldn't accept that deal. Go watch Manifest, but also like get a couple of bottles of alcohol yeah. and um, just get like MST3K it. Get some rum chata and Jack Daniels Tennessee honey whiskey. If you use the offer code, this isn't real. That's T H I S I S N T R E A L. You'll get nothing off because we don't actually have sponsorship with them. Again, if you are in the marketing department of any alcohol whatsoever, please call us. Hit us up. I will give you my number personally. All right, ask me the questions about Magic Mystery Mall because you wrote all of these questions. So as with any sort of like time travel or time freezing aspect, it brings up a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Um, And so rather than the typical like ask silly questions, I thought I could introduce a philosophical debate into the podcast today. Can't wait for this. So I have raised a lot of difficult philosophical questions that I think will really push the limits of what we know as real and what we accept as the truth. First, Caroline. Yeah. Are the people outside of the mall frozen in time? No. No. It is just the people inside it's just the, the mall. mall. Yeah, it's just it's the curse is on the domains of the mall. The curse is on the magic mystery mall. Exactly. All right. What about the parking lot? Technically part of the mall property, Probably but it is then. outside. Of, so the parking lot is yeah. frozen. I'll give you parking lot. But as soon as you're out of the parking lot, you're not frozen. Yeah, yeah. So what if someone tries to enter the mall or the parking lot? I what don't if, think they can. I think there's like an invisible barrier. There's a, okay, so if you like try and open the door, it just won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if you try and drive your car into the parking lot? Do you I, just crash I, against <laughs> the invisible wall? No, Does I think it, you'll like slow down and like not be able to go anymore. So do you freeze in like, time as it, well? Or no, because you, you, can't, you can't cross through that barrier. So the barrier prevents you from entry, but it does so gently. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, like Fallout 76. Ah, where you can't you, exit. You the can't map. you can't vault over the the one and a half foot high fence. Exactly. Okay, interesting. Um, what if someone was halfway out of the mall? Like out of the parking lot? Or the mall? Like, what if the door was open and like one foot was out and one arm was out and they were like half but their body was still that it was in parking lot as well? Well, or the door. If there was like the parking lot, but there were also like other sidewalk main mm. entrances. Like, what if someone was halfway I... in an entrance to the mall when it froze? Are they uh, half frozen? I think that didn't happen because as we saw in this mall, it was the least populated mall I've ever seen in my fucking life. That's true. When we say everybody in the mall got we frozen. We mean like 20 people max. All, yeah, all 20 of the people in this mall got frozen in this mall. Like, so I think the probability of that happening was really, really small of somebody being halfway out the door. All right. But what if they had? I think they freeze back inside the mall. Like the door shuts them in and they They like in the glitch mall. back inward. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my explanation for that. Alright, okay, okay. Do the people inside the mall age? No, manifest situation. They manifest. Okay. So mm-hmm. then that makes them like a different age than everyone else outside of the mall. By a few hours. Who are just like observing this frozen in time hellscape that no one can rescue their loved ones from. Yes. Like, but we're only assuming that, like, we we save them all within a few hours. Like, right, like... I don't think it takes days. But if it does, then, you yeah. could be stuck in that mall That's for days up. and just, like, roll out and be like, 
All right, well, that was a good way to spend a Tuesday, and then you suddenly everyone's like, it's Thursday. Actually, I have a great question. So once you complete the minigame areas, those areas come back to life. Right. One by one. Come back to life one by one. Right. So do those people get to leave? I don't, I don't think, think they, they get do. to leave, but I think they're unfrozen. Yeah, yeah, they're unfrozen. They move, right. they move around. So they are just trapped yep. in the mall yep. as you are trying to unfreeze it. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. All right, so how did they exit the mall for these various mini-games that took place on the beach or a mountain? So, um, you know in Infinity War when, <laughs> this happens twice, when um, they make reality change uh-huh okay so that so like so the gems have powers yeah the gems have powers where they're not actually leaving the mall they're still in the mall but it's kind of like a vr mm. simulation style thing so the people like assuming that we have not unfrozen any sections of the mall yeah, yeah, yeah. the people in those mini games who were unfrozen were they just like constructs did they yeah, exist i don't think they i don't think they so were so all of the colossal assholes that you served lunch to yeah yeah they're they not were real. just fever dreams they're like bots they're just bots who are complaining that you have not brought the them guys that we yet. made a rumor about are not real that's true because that rumor was not set up until the beginning of that mini game yeah and as we all know good writing sets that stuff up way in advance and does not dole it out on a per episode basis manifest. <laughs> this this podcast has just turned into us drunk talking about manifest. Yes, it has. Great. All right, final question. Oh, okay. Why was the witch lady such an asshole? Mm. Why did she sell you a very powerful time-manipulating necklace for $5 and then barely bother to warn you that it has the ability to manipulate time and then not give you the gems back and make you jump through stupid minigame hoops in order to get them. My theory. Yeah. There are two parts to this theory. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Hit me. Have you ever been to a mall where there was like a 16 year old working and they just did not want to be there? Oh, you think she was like... I think she was just fed up with her fucking job. She was like so bored. She just wanted to hang out with her boyfriend. She was like mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. having it. That's one. Mm -hmm. Two... Have you ever seen the play No Exit by Sartre, Jean-Paul Sartre? No. Okay. So it's basically about how people are stuck in hell with two other people and they like can't leave. And there's one person who technically leaves every time and it's the usher of hell. He like opens the door. He's like, here's hell. Welcome. So she's that person where like you are stuck. Like I think she is stuck in this magic she's mystery like the mall ferryman. forever. And she is just so fucking fed up with everything she wants this curse to happen so that it can be broken so that she can leave. She she is like the ferryman of the dead. Uh -huh. And so she needs the status quo to be shattered mm -hmm. so that even if she doesn't get to leave, like if the mall is frozen, she can stop her eternal watch of hell. Yeah. And just like do something else for three hours right. while a couple of fuckwits stalk boys. Yep. Fascinating. Yeah, that's mm. what I think. All right. Um, listeners. It's actually much more philosophical than we thought this game was. That's true. Deep. Deep. Listener, listener, if you have any other conspiracy theories or any other important <laughs> philosophical questions about Mary-Kate and Ashley Magic Mystery Mall, please feel free to reach out and contact us on Twitter. I'm, Twitter. I'm going to say Twitter. Maybe we'll make a Twitter just for this. Probably. I'm pretty sure my Twitter, though. Let's do my Twitter. No, I think we should make an Instagram for our podcast because that makes the least amount of sense. For our words-based media, we will have a picture-based account. No. Why not? I mean, we can have both. 
I think we All right. Just do Twitter that. for questions, Instagram for funny, funny screen caps. Screen caps. Just tweet me, DM me at at Hirsch underscore Caroline, which is H I R S C H underscore Caroline, uh, L I N E at the end, not L Y N. And I don't have a Twitter, so forward any requests to Caroline. Yes. And that is the end of this episode. Yay. Thank you for joining us on this booze-filled rant against the <laughs> manifest. We will see oh you God. next week with probably something. Maybe Fortnite. Maybe Fortnite. Maybe Fallout 76. Maybe Bioshock. Maybe Bioshock. Didn't Maybe we Wolf Among Us. I mean, there's a lot of there's video, a lot games, of video games. There's a lot help, of video help games. Help us. We, they we're won't let us leave all. until we we're review all, all of them. Help us. We're Send help all. and alcohol. <laughs>